0: Okay. The Angel Magic Hour. The Angel. The Angel gosto- sitzen- loot- Hello, my friends. What is up, y'all? I'm really excited. Welcome back to the Angel Face Magic Hour podcast your favorite weekly podcast for all things mystical, magical, and more. I'm Grace Lennon, your host. I'm a psychic medium and an energy healer. And today we have on another epic guest. Today's going to be a little bit different. I'm really excited to share this episode with you. So today we're going to be speaking with M Armstrong, one of my dear friends and amazing magical human being. And um, Em and I have been friends for a long time. We talk a little bit about that on the episode. But it's been super cool to see kind of like the trajectory of our friendship and see, you know, um, how we both are growing and expanding. And to be able to support them through some of that type of stuff has been really powerful for me. Um, and I'm just grateful that they came on and um, are open to sharing with this audience. So um, today is going to be, like I said, a little bit different. Today we're going to be talking with Em about their experience um, going through a celestial journey with me. So the celestial journey is a service that I offer. Um, And I started doing this um, maybe a year ago, not too long. Um, So it's been really powerful and beautiful for me to like work through this modality that I'm still kind of trying to put words to. But I would say it's past life regression meets shamanic journey, meets energy healing, meets the Akashic records. So instead of like a reading where I just tell you the information and I, you know, tell you what I see and I feel and I know and I hear and all that, it's allowing you as the client to go through that experience um, on your own. And you're the one, well, not on your own because I'm there with you, but um, you're the one as a client who's seeing, feeling, knowing, experiencing all this information. So M did this celestial journey with me months ago, um, and then we finally kind of sat down and talked about their experience. I recorded the actual session that we worked on, so they were able to kind of review that and see what has come up since then, and if things clicked in a different way, and all sorts of stuff, but we kind of just... dive deep into talking about their experience. So we go into some past life stuff. And we also go into connecting with spirit guides. So the celestial journey is kind of catered to the person's desires. um, And then spirit kind of leads the way. So it's allowing you to have your own personal experience within the Akashic Records. And it's really been really beautiful for me. And I'm just wanting to expand that service more. So I thought it would be a really cool thing to do to talk to someone who has been through that experience and can share some of their insights and, you know, information that came forward for them. But we also talk about all sorts of other magical stuff. M is a massage therapist. They also took Um, Reiki with me, Reiki one and Reiki two last year. Um, And they also practice energy work through what is called cranial sacral therapy, um, which is essentially it's working with the physical body to bring you in and the nervous system to bring you into like an altered state of relaxation. But it's very um, specific and scientific. Um, And so M wanted to kind of begin to explore energy work in different ways and see how they can marry some of the things together that they're already doing. They're a writer. They're an artist. um, And just a really interesting, cool human being. So I was very honored to not only teach these classes... For m and to be able to share some of the magic that Reiki has been for me, but to also take them through this journey and this experience so that they could have some of that one-on-one connection with their spirit guides. Um, they're very intuitive and for me, it has been really beautiful to see how they have been expanding those tools for themselves to see where they want to take their work and their practice. We both worked in more like a fast-paced spa type of environment. Um, So now it's seeing how you can like take all those skills, like what they learned in massage school, what they learned working with these clients in that type of environment and see how they can bring you know, their magic forward to be in more of a an aligned state with the type of healing work that they offer. So they have been exploring, like I said, the cranial sacral for several years, and then they started doing the Reiki energy healing as well. So I'm just super excited to see where that will take them and what is next. So we talk a little bit about that journey and some other interesting subjects today. So I hope you all enjoy this episode. If you want to connect with them, I'm going to put their email in the show notes so you can reach out. And if you are looking for someone to do some cranial sacral work or um energy healing type of stuff, and you are local to Sonoma County, you can definitely reach out and see how you can book a session with them. And for those who are not local, I'm going to put M's Instagram in the show notes so you can link and connect with them that way. And yeah, I'm so excited. If you are interested in a celestial journey experience for yourself, you can go directly to my website, gracelannon.com, go to the appointments page and book yourself a session. I'm really, really excited to share this with you. And if you have any questions, please do reach out, um, comment on the Instagram, share with us what you think and what you feel. And um, there is always a little coupon code in the show notes if you are looking to book a session with me. Your first session is 15% off with that coupon code. So if you want to apply that to the Celestial Journey, I encourage you to do so. I would love to have, see you and I would love to take you through this powerful, transformative, weird and wacky and wild type of healing experience. So I love you all very much. Um, yeah, without further ado, let's get into the episode, okay? One more thing is Spirit School, my Psychic Development class, starts on Saturday. So you have a few more days to sign up if you're looking to enroll in this next semester. Go to my website, gracelannon.com. Link is in the show notes. This is an eight-week online healing psychic development class And we meet live for eight weeks and then you get 12 self-paced online learning modules. So all that information is in the show notes. I have a lot more details and some videos and interviews with former students on my Instagram page at angelface.grace. So check out all that stuff. And join our meetup group if you want to know about all the other upcoming workshops. I also um, want to remind y'all to please like and subscribe. Please like and subscribe. And... I encourage you to leave us a rating and a review. The reviews are what actually helps the podcast grow. Also, you know, sharing on social media, telling a person in real life, like all that stuff is excellent and amazing. But if you could just take two to five minutes today to leave us a little review, it means So much to us, and it also just helps people say, "Hey, maybe I should listen to this." Who's this person, Graceland, and never heard of them? Oh, but there's really good reviews. Let me listen. (laughs) So, thank you for taking the time to do that. And you can always donate to the show if you want to support us in money, monetary ways. We are open and ready to receive that. So, thank you very much. I love y'all. Here's a little word from our sponsor, and then we will be back with M talking about the Celestial Jenny Experience. All right, bye y'all. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Angel Face Magic Hour. Today, we are here with one of my Theora people, M. Armstrong. So let's get into our conversation. I'd just like to have you introduce yourself to everyone.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Um, yeah, deeply love you. And thank you, I love <laughs> you too. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, we've known each other a while and um, in that time, like I started practicing body work and um, particularly craniosacral therapy. I took Reiki from you last year and loved it so much. And it's really like expanded my practice, like my personal practice and how I work with people. Um, yeah, I identify as like neurodivergent and queer and genderqueer and kind of in like a big... Um, transition place with how I practice right now. And your work has been really supportive to me moving through that. Thank you. I love you.
0: Um, Yeah. Emma and I met a long time ago um, in Oakland and you modeled for me in like my fashion show thing. That's how we met. So that was really a cool opportunity, but yeah, we've just, we've moved up here in Sonoma County around the same time. So it's been interesting to see. I feel like we're on a mirroring trajectory. Like when when something happens with you, I'm like, what's going to happen to me next? (laughs) Um, So it's been pretty interesting. But yeah, you helped me get my first job after uh, I went to esthetician school. And then yeah, we've just been able, I feel like it's cool because I can see how like you have grown, but also of course you're the same person, (laughs) you know? Totally. Yeah, totally. See that in you too. Yes. Uh, I would just love to have you share with us, like, is there anything that you're doing right now that's like informing your personal practice? Like, like, are you doing anything? It doesn't have to necessarily be like an everyday thing, but like something that allows you to feel connected. Yeah. I mean, I have like a
1: daily kind of spiritual check-in practice that I do with myself that involves like card pulling and checking in with my guides. Um, But I also have been on like a recovery journey for the last year and a half. And that's actually been like a huge boost in a lot of different ways in my life and um, has helped me start opening up to a lot of different things. Um, And I'm also like exploring ACA or like adult children of alcoholics and dysfunctional families right now. And I think like those practices, like those commitments have really helped me um, like bolster, my, bolstered my commitment to myself. And so like my spiritual practice is really rooted in like my recovery practices and um, like commitment to embodying and being in alignment with what I believe in. Um, yeah. Yeah. Does that answer that question? Yeah, totally.
0: (laughs) Is there anything like specific within that? Like you like to do journaling and things like that? For sure. Oh my God. I'm such a journaler.
1: Um, really like creative practices are a big thing for me. I feel like I'm in a big time of like reclaiming my creativity. So journaling is huge. Um,
0: are you going to tell us about your fan fiction (laughs) that you're writing?
1: (laughs) Hell the fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah, I write. I write like Star Wars fan fiction to process grief cuz why not? Um, yeah, that's like I was actually working on that this morning and uh I'm also just like learning new things like my brother's teaching me to play guitar right now and I've always wanted to learn to play guitar and I love singing. So singing and writing like are and um words are like a really big thing for me right now, so it's
0: actually fun to be on the podcast
1: yeah doing like doing that. words in a different way
0: yeah mm-hmm. speaking the words yes there's some crazy oh there's an ambulance going by I was like what is that shrill sound so sorry about that you guys um <laughs> that's our confirmation speaking the but words i, I think <laughs> like i think sometimes you separate like these creative practices from what is like spirituality but th- i think they're one and the same like any way that's gonna get you connected, it doesn't necessarily have to be like, oh, I'm praying to this God or this whatever. It's like finding those ways that make you feel like you are inside your body. Totally
1: agree. And um, you know, being somebody who's kind of like felt sense oriented, um, like play is super important to me right now. Like having more play, integrating more play into my life is like a huge way that I'm um like growing my spiritual practice and growing my trust in myself, growing my trust in like believing what my body is feeling, believing what my body is sensing and how that informs like, you know, um, how I move about the world and how
0: I work with people too. Yeah. And I know both of us have had a lot of like weird digestive problems and all sorts of like kind of physical stuff. So I think it's like going through that can, often make us feel even more disconnected so it's like find those ways to feel comfortable in the body even if it's like kind of weird sometimes (laughs) totally agree
1: uh yeah and I I like just physical symptoms that don't necessarily correlate to things too or where like you don't like I've done lab work over a number of years and it's like I don't really have a diagnosis but I have like you know symptoms that are persistent and Um, I've been doing some interesting stuff, exploring that recently too. So yeah, again, like, like you were saying, like just the interconnectedness of like the creative process and, um, and gifts and spiritual practice and embodiment. Yeah. They're so interwoven. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes. So yeah, um, today we're going to be talking about uh, the celestial journey, which is a service I do. And, and did this with me. When was this like four months ago or something, five months ago? Yeah, I think it was like the fall, end of fall last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had you do this with me because I wanted you to come and talk about it. But also I think it was a cathartic experience. Um, but, you know, we recorded that session and then I had you listen back to it more recently and just kind of reflect upon what came up, what has shifted and like what your awareness is like thinking about now versus like right after it happened. Um, but I'm going to kind of just explain what it is and then we'll have you kind of talk about your experience and then we'll see what else wants to come come through and come up. But um, I've been doing this, I don't know how long, like half a year or something, um, exploring this idea of taking people into this like an altered kind of trance state so it's um allowing people my idea my perspective is it's allowing people to experience the akashic records the astral realms like uh past life memory parallel lives like we could go so many different places but it's allowing people to experience it for themselves face to face like without rather than me being like okay i'm doing a reading and i'm telling you what i see and what i feel and what you could learn, like that, can be helpful. But I think oftentimes the most helpful is to experience it yourself and to be able to really feel those things, see those things, and like you're very intuitive. So I'm sure it's a little bit easier for you than any anyone um, doing this. But the process is to allow anyone to experience that whether or not they feel they're intuitive and be able to like see and feel and know things. And it's not just um, psychics that can do that. I think anyone can be psychic can be intuitive. It's just like turning on certain parts of your brain. So what we do is we take you into this altered space. I use meditation and like energy healing. And then we essentially are just having a conversation with your subconscious mind. So I liken it to kind of like a regression hypnotic state um, meets like a shamanic journey. So I see how I see it is we really are going there. We really are going to that place. We're journeying there. We're taking our energy out of our body and we're going there. Versus I think hypnosis is more like just your mind, at least how I, I perceive, it. it's like your mind is going there. I see it as like, we're taking our whole energy and like, we're actually traveling (laughs) and going to see stuff. So for you, we, we looked at a couple of different things. We looked at some past life stuff, some stuff came up with your spirit guides. So I just love to have you kind of share a little bit about your experience. So first I would just love to have you, if you were to explain it to someone, what this process is like simple, few sentences, what would you say? Uh, I would
1: say that, you know, it was a deep state of like relaxation and trance work that helped me connect with, um, support that I need inner support that I need, or connect with guide guidance that, um, is able to, um, kind of help me cross a threshold that I'm, I'm looking to cross and to feel empowered and, um, resourced while making big changes in my life. So I think that was even like the question that we like <clears throat> posed was, you know, like what guidance was available for me as I'm in this time of transition. And yeah, like you said, there were a couple big things. Um, and I guess I just also want to name that like I do feel like I'm, I have like strong visualization skills and that like in the last six months in particular, I've been like making contact and moving through a lot of like doubt in my abilities. And, you know, I had times through the, through you guiding the meditation where, i was like am i seeing this am i experiencing this and the way that you were guiding it and prompting and like responding to because you know i was explaining all of this out loud to you while while it was going on and every time i kind of got stuck or was feeling doubt like i felt like you were able to really move me through and you asked questions about like what else I could see or what else I could sense or experience. Like I did really feel that like full body sensing during it. Um, as opposed to just like seeing things, like you kept cueing me into like what else was going on sensation wise. And that really supported me anytime I was kind of like feeling stuck or was doubting. Um, so I think like what we were first doing was, uh, connecting with, a guide when we got to the Akasha record space, which uh, just was like a
0: space that... Yeah, what um, did it look like? I, uh, tell us.
1: Yeah, so, uh, you know, there were like a, a series of doorways to get to this place, but it ended up like I had been underwater. I had this underwater door that opened up to a space that was not underwater. Um, which is why I love the phys- physics of, of like these shamanic spaces. It's like, take me to the places where and physics break is down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> um, and it was this big, like open air, um, blue sky, perfect clouds, like rows of bookshelves. It was just extremely tall bookshelf after extremely tall bookshelf off, off, like as far as my eye could see. And, um, it was just so beautiful. Like being there felt so good. My whole body just felt so good. It was like my place. It was like, it calmed me a lot. Um, and you had like, I got to sit down and like invite a guide in. And, um, it's interesting thinking about this guide now, because I know I've been working with them for a long time. Um, but it just felt so good to get to meet them. And so you, helped me invite them in and um, they're actually the angel on in my tarot deck which is on the card temperance and I, I have it I know people can, can listening can't see it but um, it's the goddess Isis in my tarot deck is the goddess of the rainbow and in um, in in Greek mythology and we sat next to each other I have I have a lot of like none of my guides are really verbal like in this meditation or just in any of my like guided work it's like my guides are always like giving me nonverbal transmissions and and physical sensations and so like Iris sat next to me and comforted me and yeah it was just this like immense like feeling in my heart and shoulders and upper body of like warmth and opening and like intimacy, like they were leaning their head against mine. It was just this like really intimate, beautiful experience that I, I didn't um, expect to feel. And no, they gave um, you a name. Yeah. They gave me the name Iris. And that was when I realized it was, it was the, the, the angel on my tarot deck. Cause I was like, Ooh, angel being. Um, and then they gave me that name to connect with them. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah. And you, you prompted, you asked if they would also give, if they gave me anything else that I could like connect with them through. And they gave me like a little glass bird that they put into my heart. And oh yeah, so I get like, I get like excited feelings when I see little like songbirds and that always makes me, it's a, like always a reminder that I'm supported and, um, I mean, obviously seeing like a purple iris around gets me super stoked too. Like, I remember a couple of days after we had done the journey, I was walking around in downtown Santa Rosa and there was like this mosaic, like out in front of the old music store down there. And it like had an iris. And I was like, I've probably walked by this a million times and never noticed it, but like there it was. And yeah, just that confirmation and that we love that. We love those confirmations, like coming out from our inner world, seeing them external. um. So yeah, that was like
0: the first, the first phase of it. Yeah. We kind of connected with your guides and they gave you like just insight information. And then I can't remember if we went into, a, I know we went into a past life, but I don't remember like the sequencing. Um. Yeah, we
1: went, Um.
0: Was it in oh, your you, books?
1: You, yeah, it was in my book. So that's right. So, yeah, p- apparently those bookshelves were like my lifetimes or Filled my experiences. <laughs> I'm like, cool, it goes on forever. Yes, I know. Um, yeah, you had me pull out a like book, and there was an image in it, and we went into the image. Um, which was kind of wild, I guess you like took me you helped me get to like a lifetime where I had been a super hermit and like t- kind of um magical practitioner and like had died and like i don't know it was kind of a trip i like brought that part of myself back to their home there i don't know there was like some kind of healing experience that happened.
0: Yeah. Like a soul retrieval type of thing. Like taking, uh, it's, there's many ways to describe it, but it's like taking, putting things back where they should be quote unquote, because who knows, but like mending those things so that you can feel that healing in this life. Like whatever that lifetime informed or affected you, it's like being able to not only get the information like oh that's cool I learn about myself in this thing but it's more about like the clearing of the pain or the hurt that you we hold from those other lifetimes right right that reminds me because it was like
1: it I was remember like you were a, on a
0: horse or something
1: yeah yeah because <laughs> I remember it was something like what 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 um what words Oh, okay. Asked, like, show me a past experience when I used my spiritual and psychic gifts so I could integrate them into this lifetime. And, um, yeah, it was like a version of myself that had, it like took me to a hillside where there was a tree and a horse. And I rode the horse down to this like cottage of my dreams. Um, and that was when I started realizing that like I was dead or I had died it was just this sadness and like um cold cold sad feelings and um you know I think what was really interesting about connecting with this part of myself was well bringing bringing them back to bringing them back to their home they had died away from their home, like bringing them back to their home. Cause it was like a place that they really loved and like everything. in it was like, so perfect. It was like this, like every little tool that they made was like exactly what they needed. And um, people came to them for healing and they like lived ne- next to this Creek with these trees and their horse. And like their horse was their best friend. And like, that was it, that was their world. And they had like this really quiet, little beautiful life. Um, but after bringing them back like we were like cleaning up the cobwebs and stuff in the cottage and um the thing that I really took away from that was that they like had their it was like this nineteen six or I'm um, sorry 1600s or 1700s like um feeling to it like they had a dress and like an apron and their hair was like all up tight in this in this bun and after they were home and comfortable, and we were like cleaning up the house, cleaning up the cottage, they like took their hair down and were like shaking their hair out. And they were like telling me about the importance of being connected to other people and being wild and being brave. And that it was like something oh, that they didn't. I loved it so much because it was something that they actually like, they are definitely. Sh- you know, somebody that was skilled in their arts, but that that was something that they regretted in their life was that they, they weren't more connected with people that they weren't more wild and that, um, that they wanted me in this lifetime to get to be brave and I'm going to (laughs) cry. it was awesome. I like, didn't want to leave too. You know, I had a, you had to help me. I had to call in Iris to like the angel to be able to leave. Cause I was like, no, I'm just going to stay here with my like self.
0: Well, you know, you can back. always go back there.
1: That's what I wasn't. I was just thinking about that when I was listening to the recording, like I
0: haven't done any meditation with them since then. You definitely could go back there or like imagine yourself going into the records and like how we how we sat and invited your guide forward you could do that same thing asking you know that past life version or any other past life version of you to it's like just to come chill
1: (laughs) I you know the the feeling that I had like in that moment and with um was just like being in such comfortable company, having such a sense of ease. And um, that's been a struggle for me. A lot of my, a lot of my life is like relaxing into comfort with other people. Um, Which sounds kind of funny to say as somebody who like does touch for a living with people, but I think that's why I'm so interested in the healing arts and like why it's such a thing that I like kind of don't even have a choice about pursuing is that like connection and intimacy and all the different ways that like healing happens are just a part of my experience in in this lifetime and apparently in, in maybe some other lifetimes too but um but yeah I just had this like in in both of those journeys or both of the parts of that journey, like I had this openness in like my, my chest and my heart. And there were times where I was like healing pain in my hands and my arms. And, um, and it would always like clear and leave me with the, with this like openness and warmth. And, um, even listening to that recording again, recently, it was like, that was really what I took away from it. That was really what I was feeling when I was in that space. And these are areas where I have some chronic stuff. So it just felt like such a healing. There was just such a healing element to getting to be with guides that supported that and, and allow it. I think that's the other thing too, is being able to allow, um, open heartedness and, and connection.
0: Yeah. I think too, like, okay, you can provide that feeling for others, but like, (laughs) you know, letting yourself receive it too. Like, and to be comfortable. It's like, okay, you can be comfortable alone, but I'm the same way. It's like getting to be able to feel like you can fully shut down and like, take it all off as they say, like with Mm -hmm. others. And that can be really difficult. Yeah.
1: And you like hit the nail on the head, like such a caregiver. Like I've been such a caregiver since I was a kid. And I I think that was why like my practice in the last year has been like changing so much because I've been like working in an unsustainable way. Like since before I got into like paid work with people, like that was just part of what I understood about what people are like misunderstood about what people needed or wanted from me from like family dynamic stuff. And, and I think also like gendered female, like cultural stuff, but, um, but yeah, learning to like receive has been a big part of um, what's been
0: up for me and totally relates to this. Yeah. So what do you feel like listening back to it how do you feel like that has changed like from the feeling you felt like right after and like the feeling listening back like I'm sure there's new insights and stuff but is there anything you want to share about that
1: yeah you know I think I was just really dialed into like the physical, like while I was listening to it again, it was just everything that I was experiencing was, um, was really physical. It was really my physical body. And that just kept, I just kept noticing that while listening. It was like how many physical experiences I had during that. And I think, you know, I know there's that, like, there's all those types of like clairvoyance and like, I do sentience is psychic feeling is that, what that well, and then there's also like claire kinesthetic which is where you can like feel um like sometimes i feel what other people feel in my work and i've had to do a lot to be able to like differentiate what's me and what's someone else um yeah so. that's the
0: same thing yeah okay um it's there's like a, sometimes it's the messages you receive are physical like Yes, your guides or whatever around you that give you a feeling or a sensation but it's also like reading others through that lens so okay you're working mm. on a client maybe you start feeling mm. discomfort you could be experiencing what they're experiencing which isn't always good for you no <laughs> it's
1: not and and, like, I feel like I have so many more tools now for working with that, like just even being like, "Oh, that's not mine," and then I uh, you know, in my head say something to help them release it if that's something that's meant for them to be released like I didn't have that skill set like even I guess at the time of this recording as much as I do now, so i like I recognize so much that you know how I interpret psychic information has to c- comes through my physical body. And how much I've learned even since <laughs> this recording about um trusting what I feel in my body and being able to like I have so many more psychic defenses now than I had. had. Um that's all like I just even want to say from like doing Reiki training with you how much that's helped with um like I have a ritual for before I work with someone, I have a ritual for after I work with someone. I just feel like energetically i'm able to move stuff and not hold on to stuff so much more and you know coming back to like everything that i was feeling in these journeys with like my arms my hands my chest like these are the parts of the body that we use to like hold like hold others or um it's an extension of our heart
0: too absolutely our our heart is closed like or not even closed sometimes, but just like halfway open or whatever. It's like we can experience all that in our bo- in our hands, and our arms, and I, the work you do. Mm-hmm. It's like you're, you're actually touching people. So yeah. that's like a big thing. But I think too, like having yeah, like you're saying, having the framework for it. Like not just like oh, I'm experiencing this mysterious pain. It's like where what is this telling me? Is this for someone else? Is this a message for me? Is this telling me I need this or that in my body? Or is this just like a way the message is coming through? Like it doesn't always have to be like, oh, I feel this pain. And that means I have whatever disease. (laughs) It can often be like um, just the way stuff comes through. I think too, that something that can be helpful is building up the other skills too, So like, you know, you said you're very skilled in visualization. So it's like asking your guides, your spirits to come through to you with a vision or an image, or they could give you information, like downloads, telepathy type of thing, rather than it only coming through the body. Because it's like, it could, like for me, well, I've kind of built it up as is like having the message come through the body if I need it to, if I'm not going to understand it otherwise. But I prefer it to come other ways, because I was experiencing so much pain. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I feel like that's
1: like a perfect thing for me to start doing and asking. Um, You know, I think like being kiddos who are like really feely feelers too, is just like, I didn't even know I was allowed to have boundaries with like not taking on what other people have going on. And, um, it's interesting in doing like grief and trauma work, how sometimes there's like a big uptick in pain, you know, physical pain while doing like that type of processing. And, um, and like, now I do dialogue with my pain more. I do ask what's going on. I do like have more of a relationship with it than turning away from it. And I think that's another like layer to health and pain. You know, there's so many reasons that, that chronic pain happens. So I don't want to like dismiss of, you course, know, of course. Of course. We're not saying like
0: every pain is a fucking psychic message, <laughs> but, but, no. but we're talking about you specifically. Yes, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but I do like notice that some, sometimes when I'm bracing against my own pain, like, and that means emotional pain too, like not like not being able to deal with the grief in my life, like that, um, that I can like, increase my own pain and that's such a metaphor also for how we work with our pain too right like our suffering in life and um that trying to avoid it and turn away from it or ignore it like will kind of increase its increase its strength like um yeah so I know that working with these things on myself also completely uh improves how I like do relationships like outside of work and um
0: friends have ever heard of them I love (laughs) them (laughs) not just my cat I swear yeah no I think it's great and I think like the type of work you were doing like we both were working in, like spa quick fast paced shit, and there is no room for you to feel pain or to take a break or to even eat ever or drink water it's very unhealthy that industry for something that claims to be like wellness so to take yourself out of that and to say okay how can I work in a way that is sustainable for my body but also actually makes you feel good and you can use all your skills it's not like I'm just here to be the robot that's quiet it's like you have thoughts and interpretations and things that can help people so it's like I know we talked about this before, but like finding a way that you can help people that is through words and through like conversation, not just physical touch. And I think you have a lot to offer with that. So it's like finding out how, just waiting to see how that's going to work out. It doesn't have to happen like tomorrow, but it's like unfolding. So I'm proud of you. (laughs)
1: Oh, thank you. Well, I mean, and I'm so impatient. I keep thinking that it's going to be something that just like, you know, it this this process of um learning to create a practice and create a life that is more generative and sustainable for like the skills that I have and the energy that I have is um like really helping me feel more comfortable in you know, what if it's all process? What if it's all transition? What if You know, what if I'm like constant, you know, kind of working on this for a long time or it never ends, like and just being okay with that, which is so not always
0: changing. changing. I'm always changing.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm just so like fiery and impatient, I think a bit, and um like learning to not be so reactive and learning to enjoy the process more, which is a like that's a fucking huge thing for me to even be feeling like I'm moving in that direction so and like seeing that growth too, right like not just because I think capitalism and working inside the health industry, especially like white wellness like health industry we can get so fixated on like there being this like clean, pure static idea of like what health and healing is and and I think it cuts out a lot like the social dynamics like working in the spas and like um
0: Yeah. And there's definitely like a finance thing to that too, of like, okay, these are the people who go to the spa because they have the day off. They're not working. (laughs) It's like finding ways that, you know, it's accessible for people, but it's also sustainable for you. Like it's hard because sometimes when you go into that more like accessible, open for everyone thing, you're not getting compensated enough and you're taking on way too much of a burden So it's like finding that mixed in between of like, you can help all sorts of different type of people, but you're not like working for $2 an hour or some shit.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's such a, it's such a, it's such a dance and it's so complicated and it's so individual and, you know, trying like practicing health inside of capitalism. It's like, you still, you can do as much as you need to. And we still have communities that are unhealthy that we exist inside of. And we still have like wildness fucking happening on the government and structure level. And, and in mean,
0: America, especially. Harm.
1: <laughs> just so much harm, you know? So I think that, I think having that context also helps me relax into like feeling like I'm enough. Like the work that I do is enough. The health that I have and the energy that I have is enough. Like, um, and I, I think that was a hard thing for me for a long time too, was just like having a lot of negative self-talk that made me feel like I wasn't enough. And like, I wasn't helping people enough or I wasn't in service enough. And it's like, um,
0: that that's not true. Yeah. And like, you don't have to sacrifice your body and your health, like in order to help other people, which is like the kind of shit you're doing, like deep tissue, like that kind of, yeah, it doesn't work for me think of. Yeah, like when they think of like booking a massage, it's like that pressure, that intensity, and that's not, I think that could be helpful for some people, but most of the time it's like pushing too hard. Like, we need to let mm. go a little bit, ease mm. off. Like, most people feel so in such discomfort of just to sit there with like light touch, like a Reiki or something like that. Like, people True. are like, I'm not doing anything right now. True. It's like, that's the whole fucking point. <laughs> yeah. And I
1: think also if like your skill, like my skill set is in subtle body work. And I, you know, I learned a lot through spas and seeing that many people, like a lot. I learned a lot. And it also helped me like um ignore my skill set more by thinking that I had to kind of fit into that way of working. Perform. Yeah, so so now as I'm like coming into my like subtle body skill like appreciation it's just um and receive you know I receive a lot of that work myself and I it's like what I believe in and I think you know body work is just such a huge thing and it's like it's great that we can all get what we need from the different parts of it but I definitely believe in like subtle body work and nervous system support and um being gentle with the body and Like I want people that, that are looking for like emotional healing and emotional integration and energetic integration to like, to like be on the table that I work with. You know, I, it's my happy place, craniosacral and and Reiki now too. I think we've talked too about like, you know, part of the reason I really wanted to learn Reiki was because when I would be doing craniosacral, which is not a lot of weight in these specific holds along the body that affect like, um, a system in our body. That's as tangible as like our, um, our, our heartbeat or our respiratory pulse. It's like this third kind of fluid system that exists in our body. And I would be doing those holds sometimes. And I would, you know, in craniosacral, we talk about the therapeutic pulse and, I would feel that, but then I would feel this other stuff happening and I didn't know what that was. And I was like, that was part of really why I wanted to do training with you is like start differentiate, not that it totally matters, but just to have more like vocabulary with myself or to be able to know like what, what maybe somebody's um, body or guidance is like asking for and to be able to like, give more of that. And it was totally Reiki, like especially holds at the ankles. I find that people are, their body want like Reiki, which makes sense because we need grounding so much. Yeah. Um, so that's been really cool because now I get to like explore how energy work works for me and through me and, um, yeah, Reiki and just doing Reiki on myself feels
0: so good. Hmm. I think too. Like, yeah. Like what you said about the language. It's just being able to understand the dynamics. Like we can learn about our body. Like, oh, the lungs do this. This does that. But like the energy, at least in America, is very much not a, like a systemized thing. Like other countries. Like if you get acupuncture, they know all about the energy. Like other places of the world describe energy, and it's like. real tangible thing but to us we're like what the heck is that (laughs) never heard of that but to have the language to describe it can help us even if it's like we're not necessarily learning something new we're like remembering how to do what Mm. we already naturally can do Mm. and reiki Mm. is just like an ignition like opening stuff up clearing stuff out in order for you to hold that frequency so you're not using your personal energy you're using this source frequency which is helpful on the practitioner as well because it's not draining and you also receive healing as you send healing so it's like a (laughs) win-win
1: yes and you were something popped into my brain
0: and like flew right back out while you were saying that but it might fly back it will come back (laughs) it's important (laughs) So what do you feel like in connecting with this guide? What do you feel like, if anything, you've done to continue connecting and like seeing how you can establish that relationship further? They have become just like one of my repertoire of
1: guides that I like call consistently. Yeah. We <laughs> take it a lot. Um, I say their name three times, ta- three times often. Um,
0: did I tell you that I have a guide that's called Iris? Because no. I was like, I think that's interesting. I have this guide that's a dragon and their name is Iris. God. And I was like, oh, Iris, Iris, maybe they're buddies. <laughs> I love thinking about our guides
1: hanging out together. <laughs> I mean, they're probably kicking it right now. It's probably, it. I mean, I'm sure yeah. they're like,
0: just right up there. But yeah. mine is I-R-E-S.
1: <laughs> interesting. Good dragon guide. Or no,
0: E-R-E-S, sorry. Mm -hmm. I love it. So Iris, but yeah, they're a green and gold dragon. Oh, I
1: just want to know so many more of my guides. Like I, when I call in stuff, I say like, I call in my upper and lower world guides and, um, my well ancestors and benevolent guides. And I used to be really into being like, and, you know, and whatever guides that I don't know who fuck with me that support my, like, um, you know joyous embodiment or whatever i'm working on but yeah iris gets called in like really regularly and i do i do connect with them with body work like if i'm needing some more clarity or or to like if somebody's having like a big emotional response that i'm feeling while my hands are on them i might call her in for protection Um, and just remember that like things aren't mine and to let them go Um, but you know I will I will say something that I've been thinking about is also that the angel iris is on the temperance card in my deck and temperance to me isn't like doesn't relate to abstinence or I think there's like an old interpretation of this tarot card that's about like Moderation and not going to one or another extreme. Not being too hot or too cold. Yeah. And for me, this card is really about like alchemy and being able to um, stand in like two things at once and um, sort of like the third product of like two things that are supposedly um, opposed to each other. And I feel like that in general is just such an important thing for me to know and embody that I feel like there are parts of myself that are really um, paradoxical and that they're like true simultaneously and that they make me myself. And um, like, I feel like I'm kind of a hype person, but I like do this really quiet, like subtle body work. And uh, I think I can be really intense, but I can also be like, really introverted and like, uh, you know, somebody that needs a lot of space from humans to recharge and none of these things are wrong. None of these things are bad. They're all just things that like make me, me. And I feel like that is something that Iris has been really working through me this whole time. Um, and that I feel, and- yes. And that I feel like ease and comfort in my body. Um, when I call them in so if you know I'm feeling like too much or not enough it's like you no know, maybe I should be fucking with Iris right now because that's not the truth like I am how I'm supposed to be I'm like
0: perfect how I am and um do you know that song Carly <laughs> Ray Jepsen too much I think I've heard it because I got a bestie that loves Carly right but oh, really um, you should listen yeah. to it
1: all right, I'm going to pull it up after this.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's a good, I love her. She does a good pop song, but like the lyrics, I think you'd write the of it. Oh, love I it. definitely do. Um, yeah, to me, I see like, when you talk about the um, Iris, I see like, it's almost, how do I explain It's almost like, oh, do you know, like a thermometer? Yep. how there's how there's <laughs> liquid I'm just I'm getting a vision so it's hard to explain it in words um you know how it's like glass and then there's the li- like the red liquid on the inside mm. it's like uh, oh, I see this on top of your head like a tube like a thermometer looking tube and it's like liquid um coming in so it's like almost like uh I would explain it as like droplets of information so it's like she might not give you like words like i am iris blah blah blah. it's like just kind of like seeping into your head it's like Mm. in the middle of your head
1: Mm. but it
0: looks like i'll I'll pull up an image after and i'll show you what i'm talking about but it looks like um liquid but it's encapsulated into something interesting and she's like giving me that cosmic juice yeah it's almost like she's like oh I almost dropped the phone it's almost like she's above you like like pushing it into your crown
1: but it's liquid
0: and it's like Mm. mm -hmm. it reminds me of um like there was these little toys I'm sure you might know I'm talking about but in the 90s and like you like move them up and down they're like different like not a lava lamp but like goos like that and they like move into each other it looks like that, like, but it's in glass, mm-hmm. but it's like these different goos. <laughs> I don't know. So like, uh, Iris is like my goo mommy. <laughs> exactly. Goo mama. It's like, into it. it feels like, um, I just hear a blanket of information. Like it's like pouring into you.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: it's not so much, it's like. subtle like we said like flowing, and then insight or like oh i get it i get it it's not like so harsh of like instant realization it's like protection healing and then you can kind of interpret that in your own human thoughts i don't know if that makes sense but um
1: Well, like I was saying, like none of my guides use like, or so far use words. And I definitely feel that like download feeling when I work with guides. I was just thinking about this the other day, like how I feel like I get downloads periodically and then they take me a while to understand like that, like it's like, it is like a drip. Like, I feel like I have like a slow understanding of what I'm being, what I'm being, the information I'm receiving um, that integrates slowly over time. And, you know, this journey really, I don't even think I've pulled this card for a really long time, Iris, like, like a couple years, I don't think that, or temperance. I don't think I've pulled temperance for a couple years, which is interesting because I got into recovery, like, like over a year and a half ago, but, um, yeah, it's like, it's not a card that comes up in my deck in my polls, but I remember for a while it was and I just kind of even forgotten about this image but doing the doing the celestial journey and then like listening to this recording I was just like well this is a being that is like really really has been really present for me for a long time um it feels good like I want to feel it's I also have a hard time allowing myself or in the past I have had a hard time allowing myself to like feel how much support is around me. Like the humans in my life that support me, the communities that support me. And then also like my spiritual like community that I feel like has been guiding me since, since I was a kid. Like, um, I had a pretty big spiritual life as a kiddo, I think because of like hard family life and feeling like pretty checked out of my, of my body and not knowing how to interpret all the information my body was picking up on all the time. And, um, you know i think i think that helps me recognize how much spiritual guidance like i've had how held i've been and there's that receiving
0: thing mm. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but that yeah. old receiving stuff yeah well i think too like guides are always present so it's like mm. whether or not people are conscious of it but to know you know to get that name is cool it's interesting like oh I have an angel guide but it's like to have that physical feeling in your body and know okay when I feel that that's how I know they're present with Mm -hmm. me and -hmm. it's not just like a concept an idea it's like Mm -hmm. oh this is actually happening even if I can't see it Mm -hmm. in this room yeah that presence yeah so, to continue um connecting with her what what are you gonna do? What am i gonna do
1: uh, that is a good question. You don't have to have the answer yet.
0: It's just a question to
1: think about yeah it's a good i like I like thinking about it I mean. It's fun that she's associated with like rainbows.
0: <laughs> um, well, well, I'll take a picture too of the card and I'll put it on Instagram when I post about this episode so people can look at the image. I love that so much. Yeah, um, Yeah,
1: I think. I think I'm working with her in subtle ways that I don't know all the time that I'm not like conscious of. But... I feel like as I move into like, kind of my next phases, I do want to, I know you're getting my wheels turning. Like, I do want to bring it like out into my physical space more.
0: I have to think about that. I like this question, Grace. I think um, something that could be fun for you is to do, imagine it like you're writing a story, like play with it that way. Like, Okay. if this was a character, like, what would they do? Like, you know, that might be a way for her to come through because that can help you get out of your mind and be less logical Mm. of like, oh, they can move through walls because that's what happens in the canon of this book. You know what I mean? I think that might be helpful for you to have, or even drawing it too. Like, if you see, if you were to, draw or write or describe the feeling that you're experiencing like what would that look like like it could be a story it could be a poem or even just like an image but like I think that would be helpful of like mm, making her a little more tangible and then seeing how you as you do that like you could understand how how she helps you
1: I'm writing down notes yes cool. <laughs> you can listen to this back you know <laughs> well yeah
0: <laughs> but yeah I no it's good it to write notes have reflections yeah and sometimes yeah. it's like uh you might think of something right now and you wouldn't have thought of it later so it's good to write those things.
1: um this is very on brand for me because like um what I'm (laughs) what I'm recognizing what like my grief fan fiction that I'm writing about has turned into actually like I'm excited to talk to you we should talk more about this outside the podcast but it's turned into like a story about ghosts and the paranormal and how like somebody who's really like logic minded but like in the world of physics so like physics is like questionably hard science to me but um Depends how on who like, you talk to yeah, it depends on what field what part of physics but um but it's like people who are kind of more science minded starting to have like spiritual experiences and um so i so I, my brain started going into like a like if Iris was present with me, like if I could see iris kind of a story, and so now I want
0: like exactly to like they're a writing exercise do. yeah. That's exactly what you need to do. Love I it. think it would be fun too. Like totally. spirituality doesn't have to be so serious. I think like you are saying earlier, like you can exist in the both. Like you can be a silly, fun person and you can also be spiritual. You don't have to be like yeah. a, an, on an ashram, like chanting all day to be spiritual. Like there's no. no more to it than that. It's all just about how you live your life.
1: Well, and it's creativity and play, right? Like connecting to that creativity and play brings back like my creative inner kid self who is like so informative to my spiritual practice and is such an intuitive practitioner. Like she's dope. I love my little kid and she loves writing and she loves playing with that. Like, I don't think that it has to be that. Like, I mean, I also love structure with my magic and how, and like being intentional with how I do things. And I love that like creative split, play like trusting like automatic writing and and things like that or collage like without like intention just kind of like pit pulling images like it's super important to be able to get into that like flowy no structure that's like, like that's no thought place
0: yes that's just like letting that spiritual yeah. trip 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 <laughs> <laughs> she's tripping oh, trip drip, drip, drip. trip trip yes it's like um what is it called a uh, coffee what, pour over coffee yeah give me that <laughs> you can have tea um, <laughs> hey. I made em a coffee before this and they were like I'm gonna be really hyper but that's what we want because we're supposed to be talking so we won't yes. <laughs> <Be> quiet. <laughs> we're also recording this from my house right now and we're in different rooms because the echo was really bad so a little BTS for you a little behind the scenes, <laughs> but yeah, I'd love to like anything else you want to share about how the journey, how you're reflecting on this journey, like what has kind of shown up as you listen back to it. And also you can talk about anything else. If you, if you don't have anything else to say, I, you know,
1: I, I think it like listening again was just really reinforcing, like trusting my body and, um, yeah, I've never done any like past life work before or Akashic records stuff. And it made me more curious about like, what, what that kind of guidance can can give me to integrate for um, what I'm working through. And it made me more curious about that type of stuff. And yeah, um... Yeah, I think listening again just made me really like you were saying that I could go back to <laughs> what well, I'm calling it the reliquary because this mm. word popped into my head the other day, which apparently it's like a place and I have never used that word. Didn't we before, talk? Did we talk
0: about this? Yeah, yeah I was like, yeah, I'm yeah, I told. Deja you, vu.
1: I told you because <laughs> I was like, I told you because I was like, yeah, I was I'm gonna listen to the recording again soon. And I was remembering that I needed to, and this word popped into my head that I've like never used before. And like a reliquary is like where you, where relics are kept, so like sacred objects um so I like totally want to go back to my reliquary and yeah I mean pull out more of my
0: books and yeah I can like guide myself through that yeah I have a meditation. I'll send it to you I have a meditation on my YouTube to take you there but also I can just um there's a um like I use a little opening prayer thing um And I learned from my teacher and it's just like to basically open you up to the Akashic records to look at your Akashic records. And it's just like inviting, um, like God, source, spirit, energy to surround you, like, so that you're not just like getting bombarded with too much information, just giving you like protection. I felt like I was going to sneeze for a second. Um, but essentially you just speak out loud and it's taking you into that space. But I have a guided one on my YouTube that, um, for people to go in there. Um, but it's essentially just finding a different way for you to do it. So I know you've done some Chimani journey stuff. So that's another way that you could do it is Hmm. like just saying out loud. Like I want, I like to say things three times, like saying I want to go into a journey today to into the upper world to connect with my past life versions of myself Um, or even saying I want to go into a journey into my personal Akashic records and just like imagine yourself you could be in a tree or a window or like some kind of transitional place imagine yourself going in there and then you go up I think of it like a little elevator Mm. in a tree in a tree and it just takes me there and that feels less effort but you can also imagine like a staircase or some some kind of um void type of space of like in between and that's going to take you there it might sometimes it's hard to get you all the way there it's like you are you pop out into the astral and you're just floating Mm. and it's like okay now we got to get you from that floating space into the records or into these other realms so it's just finding a way that, can, that you can navigate yourself there. So the, the guided ones are helpful, just one, one for starting. So, you know, okay, I'm going, I know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. But I think too, like, I'm sure you could ask Iris to help you, or I'm sure there might be even a specific guide that could help you do that of like, um, you know, calling for them to guide the way to show you where to go. So you could definitely go there or even asking to go and meet this past life version of yourself. If you want to go specifically back to that life that we went in the journey or just asking anyone, like any past life version of you to come forward, that might be like healing for you. But usually I would limit it to like one or two experiences as you do it. So you're not like going to five lives in like an hour. That would just be too overwhelming. I would get blown out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like asking, like being specific with the words you say so that you know, okay, I'm, this guy's coming forward or I'm going to this place. So you're not like confused.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I had been taught with journeying too, to be like specific about your question, like to even write down a question before you yeah. go in. And if any kind of like confusion or, like having a guide, having a guide that you have worked with before, um, that you can call you have an on animal. To help guide? You know. I do. Yeah. They would help, help you word. That's I called in that animal guide when we, cause I even doubted my ability to go into the Akashic records this time with you. Like I had to call in that guide. That what time. was,
0: what is your animal? An orca. Oh my
1: God. Cool. That's my like underwater bud. Um, teacher oh, when who I, likes to fucking eat me all the time.
0: When <laughs> I did, I did this process, the journey um, with my sibling for their birthday. And we specifically went to connect with an, an animal guide and their animal guide was an orca. They had two actually, it was an orca and a yes. um, blue crab. Oh my God, I need to talk with them about orca stuff. Yeah, you should. Yeah, and it was really cool for them because they're, you know they're open to all this stuff but they don't like and they'll meditate like sometimes but mm. they're not like super psychically visual or anything so they were mm. like so nervous to do it they're like I'm not gonna see anything like nothing's gonna ha-. they were like I don't think anything's gonna happen I was like well you don't have to do this but they wanted to and they were able to like see so much feel so much mm. and it was really cool because they were like kind of skeptical like oh I don't know what mm. this and yeah, there was, they, they had, um, yeah, orca and a blue crab, a blue crab. I love that. Yeah. I, you know, I think
1: learning to trust our, like trusting our imaginations again is such a, like a powerful thing to do, you know, and not letting, I don't know, sometimes I'm down with things being really structured in journey spaces. I'm, I'm a little bit structure fixated though. And like learning how to not, <laughs> learning how to not let things be super structured is also like going back to play. Like it's also like a really important thing to me. And like, I can think about these types of visualizations in all different ways. And I think, you know, it's helpful for me to think about like trusting my imagination, trusting my inner eye. And um,
0: yeah, and like, I found, I found that's this to be a great way to
1: support that yeah
0: yeah practicing that sorry for sure um that's how you learn like the imagination we think of it so much of like oh that's fake like that's Mm -hmm. just like this false Mm -hmm. information but like that's how most of spiritual information is going to come through is your imaginative mind like you're not going to just most of the time you're not going to just see like a straight up like angel walking in front of you like hi I'm your guide it's like all in here so it's like how can you pull out the the solid information and also know okay even if I get something that reminds me of a movie or reminds me of these things like that doesn't mean that it's incorrect that just Mm -hmm. means that's how your brain can help you interpret it like if someone thinks of like the little mermaid like or whatever it doesn't mean like that's wrong it just means maybe that story has something to show you like right
1: yeah and sometimes our guides talk to us in stories like things that are familiar in ways that like we're used to seeing I think that's so beautiful and story is so powerful story is like so important it's just so much happens in our our um inner world when we hear a story and fucking love myth for that reason. And like depth psychology is so cool. And, and hypnosis practices are so cool. And I've seen, I've seen, and I have experienced so much healing through story and through imagination. So I was really excited that you shared this with me and that I got to, you know, cause I've been skeptical, skeptical about past life stuff myself and just getting to feel like connected to that part of myself was so comforting like i just loved them so much and i want to allow myself practices that let me love like parts of myself that i've lost or forgotten or um you gotta
0: go back there and like open up all those jars and shit and see what's in there yeah i gotta like have them (laughs) teach me hella shit like i mean literally you can like your past life version of you is a guide sometimes that's who the guides are or a higher self version of you or a parallel version like future version of you like it's can get really mm. complicated to think about but like mm. you could learn on how to do all these magical practices just from this other person that is also you which is like hard to think about but it's just about asking the right questions.
1: No, I mean, I watch enough Marvel and Star Wars shit that, like, it's not. And, you know, like, I'm, I'm also, like, I'm totally going to have, like, low-key feelings about this, like, other me, like,
0: past me. I'm going to be, like, you're going to be, like, into them, like, <laughs> yeah sexually? I'm going like, to
1: be, like, gay for myself and my your past self. life, and I'm just going to, like, hang out in their cottage and their
0: fucking That's seat, a seat, like, sexuality. reading books, LGBTQIA. P stands for my version of myself (laughs) yeah no shame dude Um, that's really interesting and I honestly I know you're kidding but I think it could be like that could be healing to understand like part of me is lovable is desirable and like to learn that from a different version of you like hmm. we're we're joking but it is that's definitely something that could be
1: helpful totally yeah and just that intimacy with self you know and that like intimacy
0: with self is so crucial it's not like yeah and it's not just like oh I'm gonna like touch my tits and whatever it's like being present with yourself being slow intentional not just like having music playing all the time or podcasts or tv like being able to actually be present with your thoughts which is like so uncomfortable even right. for people who are like used to being alone, it still is difficult, yeah,
1: and I like um I've been doing a lot of inner kid work the last few months, and like t- feel that way about like tending to my inner kids, and like I had an experience recently where like my inner like one of my inner kids comforted my other inner kid, and I was like, whoa, my inner kids can like support each other like
0: that's you so know, cool. there's
1: there's no like there's no limit there's no like limit to how these things can be
0: happening and um it's kind of crazy
1: <laughs> it is and it's so
0: powerful yeah Oops, i just dropped my pen um, that pen. it's crazy <laughs> um yeah and i think too like i know you did when we did our reiki two um we learned to do basically it's like kind of like a manifestation or like a healing grid and we will use crystals and different intentions to like clear stuff out or bring stuff in so I had you do one of those for practice and you did work a little bit around your inner child inner teen so it's cool to see okay like you did that whatever Mm -hmm. many months ago and Mm -hmm. how that is weaving into your life it's not just an instant healing it's not just instantaneous not like okay I did that meditation and then I saw the thing, it's like, I set that intention and then now it's showing up in many different ways.
1: Yeah. I've, I've started taking the pressure off myself by thinking of these things as initiations. So it's like mm. the start of a thing. And then when I have the lens that it's an initiation, it's like, Oh, I don't even know how long this could be unfolding for, but what I'm doing for is ever. opening the <laughs> yeah, woo, is what I'm doing is like opening the door to these things, like opening the door to my inner kid grief or opening the door to like figuring out really, you know, do I work one on one with people in a healing context and and what does that look like if i do? you know um, asking good questions and allowing things to unfold in their time is like some secret sauce of a of like of like adult person embodiedness that that I feel like we should talk about more asking good questions and letting things like unfold
0: in the time that they do um, if you too like an image of a um you know when you like have a jar and you leave it in your car for a really long time and then <laughs> when you open it it's mm. like this, and then like mold comes out it's kind of like <laughs> that is what i see it's like you have to open it and the shit has to come out but you have to mm. let that all move out before you can actually clean it mm. otherwise you're just inhaling mold <laughs> just yeah so- uh, especially, especially, <laughs> but-
1: <It's- laughs> especially working with like neglected forgotten lost parts of ourselves it's like that's you know, yeah, like that, I totally get that image that you're making. It's like, um sometimes my little kids like won't talk to me. It's really interesting., I'm, yeah, oh, I'm excited about doing more of these journeys with past self and going to that reliquary. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah, it's very interesting, and I think too, like, <clears throat> yeah, just establishing those connections. And that's going to inform you in many ways. It's just like seeing how you want to play around with it. Mm. And like, even if it's a serious thing, oh, I'm seeing my death, like, oh, this is horrible. This is painful. Doesn't mean that it has to be like serious. Like you can enjoy exploring even if it's going to bring up these more intense things, like it doesn't mean that it has to be only done in this certain like sterile way. of way.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's something for me to explore and practice feeling confident in. And that's why, like we call in guides too, that to not be alone and to be able to ask like, you know, Is there something that you can show me? Or is there a way that I can work with this thing that's feeling overwhelming? Or, um, because like this wasn't a particularly terrifying, like, death experience or anything, but I could also imagine that there could be some things that you would contact that would feel like heavier a lot, and uh, having some spiritual homies there would be
0: necessary, yeah, and just allowing you to feel like safe enough to see because sometimes things are like oh I don't want to look at that Mm. Um, whether that's past life or just something from this experience this life or your childhood it's like finding a way that's comfortable so it's not so damaging to the mind yeah yeah I hear that well is there anything else you want to share about the journey
1: Uh, Not that I can think about right now. Uh, It was interesting the day I like re-listened to the recording. I was, I had forgotten about the past life self being like, you know, be wild and be brave. And like that day I had in my like daily draw deck, I had drawn wild woman and I was like you're with me like
0: (laughs) it just felt
1: uh yeah I fucking love that confirmation stuff but um yeah no I can't I can't think of anything else at the moment
0: yeah well I think it's good to just reflect and like you know if more stuff comes up you can always please tell me I want to know (laughs) Okay. <laughs> Grateful to and have that nosy. recording too. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. It's so nice to have the recording of that experience
0: to listen to, yeah. too. Was it kind of weird to hear yourself in the like trance state, like your voice? Because you definitely least... sound different in it.
1: Than yes. When you're talking. You know what was weird though was like how many sounds were going on that I had no idea about sounds like people talking in the, the yard like, or loud. like birds My or neighbors. like children. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your neighbor like (laughs) yelling at their dog a little bit. Yeah. I didn't have any experience of that inside the journey. So that was really interesting to listen to the recording. Um, But yeah, I've I've actually heard myself in some journey recordings before that I've done with like a practitioner. So I'm used to that like other voice, I guess. It's not that weird to me.
0: Well, it's like, you're almost like you're sleeping and you're Mm -hmm. talking through your dreams or whatever it's like Mm. (laughs) it sounds kind of weird but it's i think it's important to record because there's so much in there that oftentimes you're going to forget once you come back you're like oh that was cool i was relaxing but i totally don't remember anything that happened (laughs) totally and that's the cool thing about talking out loud like I've done some
1: journeying, recording myself too, talking out loud, and it's really helpful because there can be so much information, and and it's okay to let that go and let it integrate and not have to remember everything. But like, there were so many nuggets when I was listening to this um, that I had forgotten about.
0: Yeah, and I think too, like especially when stuff comes in like visual or like feelings, like be able to describe them in the moment because like once you come out of it, it's so hard to remember like.
1: It's, it's just like a dream. dream. Like yeah. you
0: can remember it for like five minutes and it's gone. Yeah, totally true. And just to be able to like speak it out loud. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Grace. Is there anything you want to share um, about your work stuff? Like, what are you thinking about? You also don't have to, if you're not really. Uh.
1: Well, you know, I'm starting to, I've been, really interested in grief um I've been really nerding out on grief work and inner kid work and um I definitely am here for folks that like want to feel more embodied after having like some upheaval from spiritual and um emotional stuff in all the ways that that happens and uh find craniosacral in my own life, like receiving craniosacral to be really supportive in integrating intense emotional things. Uh, So that's really kind of the direction that I'm I'm moving in is like doing hands-on work to support people with grief and uh gender expression and chronic pain, chronic health issues. Uh, I think that's I think that's more of like what I'm looking to
0: do going forward. Awesome. Do you feel like as you're exploring your gender, like that you're connecting with different types of clients? A
1: little bit. Like I work, I work somewhere where I get a lot of new clients through a booking system. And I've been kind of in this process. Like I I archived my professional account on Instagram and I like kind of took a break from social media during the winter. So I haven't been promoting myself that much but um but it is interesting even without doing that like what what kind of people the universe are bringing my way so yeah i think when i start putting myself out there more well i'll see i'll be interested to see if that's the case
0: i think too like the more that you can get comfortable talking about it's not necessarily like i have to talk about my gender but just being like open to exploring and sharing different aspects of you, not just like, here are my services book online. It's like mm-hmm. being able to see all these different parts of you. I feel like mm-hmm. that helps people know, okay, this is a safe person for me. This is a person that could feel comfortable for me. And the more you can put yourself out, the more things can come in when you're ready. <laughs> totally. Totally. Mm. I feel- yeah, I think a lot
1: has been like happening for me over the winter and I'm feeling like more confident about putting myself out there
0: and appreciating the snake coming out of the hole,
1: shedding my skin, baby. Um, yeah, even like doing this podcast has been like a fun, a a fun, slightly scary exercise for me. So I, I've had a really good time with you.
0: Thank you. I'm glad you did this. Anything else you want to share before we close out? Thoughts no, and feelings.
1: I don't think so. I just, uh, appreciate like connecting with you around spiritual work. And I feel like you've bolstered me so much and finding the way to like express myself through my practice. And, um, I mean so much to me, your friendship and your, and how you work with people has just been a big support. Thank you. I really appreciate that.
0: And I love you. I love you. Well, thank you all for listening. I'll put M's email and stuff in the show notes. So if you want to connect, check out what's coming next. And um, there was
1: something else I was going to say.
0: I think just seeing, like not putting too much pressure on it and just seeing how things unfold.
1: That's been the name of my game. It's like
0: mm, finding the, it's like, I don't know this example, but like finding a good waiting track. Like, you know, when you're on hold and it's just like the worst music, like finding something (laughs) that is like a good in between state, like, and being happy and joyous in that until other things shift and you're ready to do something differently.
1: Yeah. I am like getting more comfortable with the unknown than I have previously I think, I feel like I have a good, I feel like I have a good waiting track right now. I don't know what it is or what it sounds like, but I've
0: been able to stay on the line. Yeah. And we pulled the card too, like right before our um, recording and it was all about like that in between state and not being afraid of like the dark and the the void space of like oh it's okay to be in the dark sometimes it's hella necessary yeah Mm. well thank you everyone for listening we're gonna go eat food so i hope you all have a wonderful day thank you for listening to this episode and we will see you next time Bye bye